from Mark 6, verses 30 through 44. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them coming, saw them going and recognized them and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As they went, he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place and the hour is very late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But he answered them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves have you? Go and see. When they had found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he ordered them to get all the people to sit on, in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces and of fish. And those who had eaten the loaves numbered 5,000 men. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. may be seated. Now, for a brief time in my life, I was able to be a part of the Boy Scouts. John Brown can attest to it. Some people may not believe me. I like to say that I was a, uh, a Boy Scout dropout just because my interest went other places and so I, I didn't stick with it as long as uh, some others do. But I remember starting off uh, in Scouts and going on a, a camp out where, you know, as one of the newer Scouts, we were learning how to um, make a fire, right? It's a basic thing that you're going to need if you go on uh, any type of, of camp out because sometimes it gets a little cold and we don't have, you know, the, the luxury of the heaters uh, that we do in our home. So you want to produce some... Uh, some type of heat so that you can stay warm or you're just cold. I mean, I don't know. I'd prefer to be warm. So it makes sense why that's kind of one of the basic things that you, you start to learn early on. And I, I learned. Um, it was a very interesting process. Uh, but it has always interested me how the process of creating a campfire 
goes from, you know, this very small amount of, you know, whether that be brush or small little sticks, um, and then it slowly, you know, you add more things to it and it gets bigger and bigger, right? Starts small and gets bigger. And that's, you know, with fire in, in general. Um, and I was on a, a camp out recently um, in North Carolina, I guess it was in March, where, you know, it had been a hot minute since I had tried to do a campfire. And so I had to really think back um, to, you know, my experience with the scouts. Um, thankfully, uh, my friends go on a lot of them, so I didn't have to think back too much and could just kind of you know, ride on their coattails. But how, you know, again, it started so small, and then by the end of the night, we had this huge roaring fire that I really thought was overkill, but my friends kept making it bigger, and that's fine. But it all started with, you know, one little match with one, you know, a couple little sticks and some different, uh, you know, grass or whatever uh, you can find. And I think about how, you know, it started small and grew. And that small start, whether that be, you know, from a match like we used, uh, you know, small little sticks, the impact that it ultimately had so that that fire grew to, you know, a much bigger size. And how many times that I have sat and told myself that, oh, what I do, it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't make that much of an impact. I, I sit there, whether it be, um, you know, going and, and helping, you know, hold the door for somebody or, uh, you know, thinking about how, you know, Alyssa and I can um, give a couple more dollars to the church um, on our normal uh, giving. You know, that, that, that feeling, that, that thought of, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. It's not going to create that, that big of a difference, what we do. Um, I'm guessing that most of us have had those thoughts and situations that go through our head, especially when we hear about, you know, other individuals within the world who have such an incredible impact, right, who go uh, above and beyond and have resources to, ha to have such a greater impact that maybe we don't have. But then I go back to that fire. And it started small, and it grew. One little flame, one, you know, little stack of, of small sticks grew. And then I'm reminded of the scripture that we just read. You know, it's, it's gotten to the time where, where it is... Nighttime, the disciples are telling Jesus, hey, you need to send these people home, like it, it's that time. But Jesus is like, well, you know, are we not going to give them something to eat? 
We're talking about 4,000 men, and it's going to be more than 4,000 men because there were women and children there also. And Jesus is like, well, are we not going to feed these, these people who have followed us, who have, have come uh, to this deserted uh, uh, place that, that we are at? The disciples are like, are you crazy, dude? We don't have anything. Do you know the amount of money that it's going to cost to be able to buy enough bread to feed all of these people here? And so they go, as Jesus, you know, told them to, like, go and see what you can find, right? They found five loaves of bread and two fish. Again, if I were standing, you know, in those rocks, listening to Jesus say, we can feed them. Are you crazy? Because knowing myself, I mean, I can knock out like one fish on my own. So how's that going to work? We going to divide this fish up in 4,000 little pieces? Like, I don't understand. But then, as, as we know, you know, Jesus performed one of his amazing miracles where somehow that food multiplied and was able to feed all of the people there. Over 4,000 individuals. That's a, an enormous impact that was happening. But let's rewind a little bit. It's pretty awesome that there were people in that crowd who gave one fish or one loaf, knowing that there's no way this is going to be able to feed all of the individuals that are gathered together. But they gave the little bit that they had. They gave it to God. They gave it to Christ, right? And through the miraculous works of Jesus Christ, everyone was fed. So it all started with someone being willing to give just the smallest of things, knowing that it was not going to be enough, right? We're all pretty, um, you know, we have the common sense that logically two fish and five loaves, it's not going to feed 4,000 plus people. Logically. There's no way. But yet, someone was willing to give amongst the 4,000 where there were two fish and five loaves. So feeding over 4,000 individuals started with something just so small amount-wise. And the impact that then it had because 
of that small amount that was given to Christ Jesus. It shows that even the smallest gifts, the smallest opportunities can make such an incredible impact. Because it starts with something small and then it leads to something a little bigger, something a little bigger, something a little bigger. But it all started with that first small opportunity. And so as, as we continue on in, in this month where we're talking about stewardship, we're talking about money, we're talking about how is it that we can give back and create an impact that is incredible for our community, an impact that is through generosity, I sit here and I think to myself, well, what are the small opportunities that I brush off because I think it has no impact? What are the small opportunities that I brush off because I say it's not going to make a difference? Is it giving a couple more dollars each month than, than we do currently? That's a small impact that creates big impact. Is it seeing a, a volunteer need and thinking, oh, you know, I can do this and not telling ourselves, well, if I do this, it's not really going to be a big deal. Because it will be. It can be. Because it continues to lead to something bigger. It continues to help that impact grow. Those small acts that we think mean nothing are the acts that turn into something big, something incredible. So as we continue to, to find the opportunities, find the ways in which we can give back to God, to find the ways in which we can give back and help the impact on God's kingdom, let us never discount the smallest of things. Let us never in the back of our head say, well, that doesn't matter. Or that's not going to really make a big difference. How do you know? Because logically, two fish and five loaves are not going to feed 4,000 people. But it did. And it it did. So those small acts, they do create impacts. And they create bigger impacts than we will sometimes ever see. 
So let us not ignore or put down those small opportunities that we have to give back to God's kingdom. Rather, let us create those small impacts so that those small impacts in our head turn into a roaring fire that continues to light the world in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we just thank you for the ways in which you are present. We thank you for the ways in which you love. And Lord, we just ask that you continue to show us all of the different ways, no matter how small or how large, that we may impact your kingdom. Help us have clear eyes, clear hearts, and open ears so that we may realize that no impact, no opportunity is too small. And that we, your people, want to help share your love and your presence in the world. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.